Once you clearly establish that brand position statement, everything in your business, that experience that your client has with you should reflect that position statement. So if you're going to build a business around this idea, you better make sure that you are comfortable with the direction this is going, that it actually reflects what you are about, what your business is about, what you're ultimately trying to achieve before you just, you know, randomly type a statement out there on your site and say, okay, that's my brand position. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hey, y'all. I have Nathan Holritz on the podcast with me today. He is a fellow podcaster uh, for his show, The Boca Podcast. Highly recommend checking that out after today's episode. Um, He also helps photographers simplify their workflow and save valuable time with his other businesses, The Photographer's Edit and Milu, um, both of which we get into in today's episode. So look for that. Um, today, we are talking about that missing piece in the photography business puzzle, um, which is your brand position. Nathan brings us through some steps to find your brand position and to align your business with it. So let's get into the show. Nathan, welcome. Um, very excited to have you in the podcast today. Uh, you, uh, you also are a podcast host. Uh, for anyone listening or watching live right now, if you are not aware of Nathan Holritz, he is the, uh, the host of the Boca podcast and also behind Photographer's Edit and Milu and a number of things, a uh, very busy guy. Uh, but Nathan, thank you for, for being on the show. Welcome. Yeah, man. Stoked to be on here. Thanks for kind of returning the favor too. Yeah. I got a chance yeah. to hang out on my podcast recently. That was, that was really nice. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It was, it was a lot of fun. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to have another great, you know, hour long conversation over here on my podcast too. Uh, so I'm looking forward to today and, uh, we're talking about branding position and how, um, how that is often the, the missing puzzle piece in, uh, in building the a successful business, and Nathan, you you talk about um, the branding positions uh, very regularly on your podcast. Um, at, at least since I can remember, it's been just about every episode going through your guests' uh, uh, branding positions and uh, and all that. So I'm very excited to to hear your input on, uh, just the importance of branding positions and, and also share with the listeners what exactly that is and how they can use that for success in their own businesses. Absolutely. I mean, it's not brand positioning is not a, a topic that's discussed a whole lot. So, um, I a bit ironically, but I think it, it represents the concept effectively. When you talk about me, being the only one that you can think of speaking about that, it's because it really isn't being talked about a whole lot in the industry. Yeah. And I think there's a need for it. And uh, so I've positioned myself as the brand position guy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that positioning on brand positioning. That's uh, right. 
That's awesome. Well, for anyone who who doesn't know you, um, could you give us a little background into you? I know you were a photographer for many years and uh, just a little bit about your podcast and other businesses that you you run. Sure. Yeah, I started shooting weddings back in 2001. So on, on film at that time, and then of course transitioned to digital shot weddings for about 10 years, um, as many as 30 to 40 weddings a year. So hundreds of weddings in, in the end. But during that time, I saw an opportunity both as an entrepreneur, um, but also to ultimately lend value to the industry in starting a post-production company, Photographer's Edit. I needed it for myself. It was stressing me out to edit my own stuff. Mm. And I also saw that there was a need in the industry because at the time there were only two or three options and they were too expensive and too complicated. So again, to this concept of positioning, I wanted to position ourselves as a company that, that A, was able to offer post-production services to photographers at a price point that was affordable for more people, but B, to also simplify that process rather than having to go to multi-page PDFs and try to figure out you know, which end is up. We wanted to make it as simple as possible. And so we launched with that service and, and grew quite quickly, actually. And um, of course, thankful to the industry for that. So that was about 13 years ago in 2008. I ended up transitioning out of wedding photography. And then back in 2016, um, I started a, a photography podcast, the Boca podcast. And it was an effort on my part to kind of reconnect with the industry. I'd gone through some stuff personally and had pulled back from the industry a little bit, but uh, wanted to reconnect through conversation and ultimately be able to add value as well. And then of course, it, it's a it, a bit of a soft sell for photographers edit. I don't talk about photographers edit a whole lot in the podcast, but occasionally I get to mention it and it gives us an opportunity through adding value to be able to, to push photographers edit out there to the industry at large and also some of the other upcoming brands like you mentioned, Milu as well. Yeah. Yeah. Could you go into a little bit more about Milu also? Uh, just for the listeners, just to kind of, this is just like, uh, like morning plugs right now. Uh, we're just getting <laughs> to know all about Nathan. Well, yeah. So Photographer's Edit, it's custom post-production for the professional photographer. That's at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we we edit images to match your style. I saw an opportunity though in the industry to create a tool that would enable photographers and coordinators as well to be able to create and manage timelines and shot lists much more simply. Still, even today in 2021, despite all the technology that we have, the kind of quote unquote normal way to create and manage timelines and shot lists is to use like Word docs or uh -huh. maybe Google docs and you're emailing back and forth and meetings to, to go over the details. And in my mind, there's just not a need for that with the technology that we have. So we've created a platform and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com to make it simpler to create, manage timelines and shot lists for your clients. And by the way, a lot of photographers, myself included, end up being both the coordinator and the photographer, right? So it's great oh, yeah. that there's one tool that enables you to create and manage those things, share it with your clients, share it with the vendors at the event as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, I I've heard you uh, speak about Milu and kind of bring it up as, you know, as a sponsor of the podcast a few times. Mm -hmm. I was like, I really need to, I really need to look into this because that is, it is a pain point for me and many other photographers that I know is just like, okay, you know, going back and forth with coordinators and tweaking little things in emails. And it's, you know, over the course of days when I'm sure that would be just a very quick little, you know, 15 seconds. And then now we're done. 
literally, literally. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, if you're, you've created an event with a fellow coordinator or another wedding vendor and you update one of the items in the timeline based on a conversation with a client, they get a quick notification and you log into that timeline. You can see what's been updated. It's super, super simple. And that's really how it should be. I mean, again, some of these mm -hmm. things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis as entrepreneurs, certainly as photographers, we're so used to doing them. So we just kind of continue doing them that way. And many times if you, we just take a step back, look at it from kind of a bigger picture view, you can see opportunities to create solutions like this. And so that's what Milu is. We're, we're actually really just kind of getting started. We, we, started the company, got the app in the store pre-COVID. And then of course, we all know how COVID affected things. So we're actually right. getting ready to relaunch here in the next couple of weeks or so and um, ready to get that out for sure. Nice. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. It sounds like a tool that would be uh, very useful, especially those weddings um, where you're trying to coordinate with other, you know, with coordinators, or if you are the coordinator, like you mentioned, because uh, mm -hmm. oftentimes when there is no coordinator, we fall into that role, um, as well as photographer. Um, so yeah, that, that, uh, I'm very interested in Milo. Uh, so I will be checking that out for sure. I actually have it pulled cool. up right now. Uh, I was, I was checking it out before we started recording. Um, but, um, but yeah, before we get into today's topic of, uh, branding position, um, is there one piece of advice or, um, you know, uh, like an aha moment that you've had uh, throughout your career that has really changed your business or the way that you look at, you know, even, even your personal life? Mm. Consistency is the key word that comes to mind. And, mm. you know, it sounds cliche these days because you see various references to this idea, whether it's the notion of just showing up or actually using the word consistency. If we don't show up consistently, at the very least in the small things or what feels like the small things, the normal things, the day-to-day -day things as an individual, as a business owner, then it's going to be tough for us to progress. Like we want to, uh, you know, there, I have a tendency. I'm a pretty emotional guy to, to want to experience the big highs. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you can see where some of this comes that the motorcycle riding comes uh, from or is tied to that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the reality is, we can't expect the so-called highs as business donors on a regular basis where the big payoff is. And certainly where we'll experience some of those highs down the road is where we show up on a daily basis, consistently focusing on the basics. And if we do that, there's going to be payoff. We've certainly uh, begun to see that uh, have been seeing that frankly um, with both the book of podcast and photographers edit um, even in more recent months or, or the last couple of years. And that is, in large part due to me realizing the significance of a concept, which is not earth shattering, you know, it's not a secret. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of it for me was just realizing that for myself and then actually beginning to implement that in my life. And I'm continuing to work on it on multiple levels, but yeah, that's, that's the big idea. And I would highly encourage all your, your viewers, listeners um, to, to just show up, F figure out a few things, three, four or five things that you can do on your, on a personal level, and a business level day in and day out consistently. And I promise it'll pay off. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's something I, once you're consistent in something, it's like uh, creating that routine and that habit. Like it takes, it takes a bit to get there to where it becomes a habit and a routine of, you know, showing up consistently either in your work or, uh, you know, social media is, you know, a big one that I talk to a lot of photographers that are just like, how do I get more followers? How do I get more engagement? It's like, show up consistently. 
do this, you know, every day or, or choose something. We recently had an Instagram um, engagement challenge for two weeks to show up every single day, not posting, but just like show up in your stories every day, mm -hmm. talking to the camera um, and saw quite a bit of growth in, uh, in that for, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, even just like in life, like uh, my wife and I were talking last night, how we're wanting, like we've, we've like started and stopped exercising countless times over the last mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we just need to, even just like a small, you know, 10 or 15 minutes that we can dedicate to this is, you know, from, from one thirty to one forty-five every day, we're going to be doing this after lunch. And, and then that's it. Like, there's no, we're not scheduling anything around there. We're not going to be out doing errands. Like this is our 15 minutes and staying consistent in that. And, and that may grow to, you know, more time or more intense, uh, exercise, but having that consistency. Uh, and we've seen that in the past when we've been consistent with like, we're, we're pretty consistent now about um, cooking dinners at home. Uh, yeah. And for a while we were just like, ah, this is going to take like 45 minutes. So let's just, uh, let's just go drive somewhere and pick up something. And it was like, yeah. you know, it takes an hour to go pick up something and come home. Um, well, but, I, would say, yeah. I would add the big caveat when it comes to consistency that we have to be consistent with the right things as well, right? It's easy mm -hmm. enough to say, okay, I need to be consistent. I need to do these five things every day or these 10 things every day or whatever it might be. Yeah. But we need to do the right things as well, because if we show up and do the wrong things consistently, that's not going to help us, right? So right. when we talk about the right things, of course, it's going to be subjective dependent on the scenario. But a couple of things that I would recommend to your listeners is one, take a step back, look at what I, what I call the big picture view, my overarching goals for my personal life and then also for my business as a result. Make sure that you have that clear big picture view because that will enable you to make the correct decisions about how you're spending your time. And, uh, and then secondly, I would make sure that you're well aware of the market because we can spend time doing certain things on a daily basis consistently, but if it's not relevant to the market, if it's not what the market wants or needs, then Again, we're doing little to help ourselves. And then yeah. thirdly, I'd recommend uh, that to your point, you know, showing up for 15 minutes of exercise, do make sure that those items that you want to do on a daily basis consistently are sustainable. Um, I could, I could mm. say, okay, I'm going to work out and I'm going to go work out really, really hard every day this week. And I'm going to spend 90 minutes in the gym. Well, after the first couple of days, I'm totally exhausted. And then something comes up and I'm not able to get that full 90 minutes in. And there's a lot, in, in many cases, and certainly I've been guilty of this, we, we have this kind of conscious or subconscious thing that happens where if we don't get the whole thing done that we'd originally planned, they were like, oh, I can't do the 90 minutes today, so I'll just do it tomorrow. So now we don't do it at all, right? Yeah. yeah. So very simply, make sure that, that those things that you're trying to do on a daily basis are also sustainable and that they're manageable. They're not over the top ideas or tasks, things that you're trying to accomplish, but something that is sustainable that you could do on a day in day out basis consistently. And if you start there, you can, as you, again, as you pointed out, gradually build up, but make sure it's manageable to begin with. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. Consistency is um, an amazing tool to have in, in your toolbox, uh, just in life in general, but uh, for sure in business. Um, and one of those things you can be consistent about is your brand position. Uh, so let's get into, let's get into that. What exactly is, um, a brand position and, and, you know, why is that important for, uh, for a business to have that? 
Well, the market is crowded. There are a lot of photographers. And so yeah. naturally, if we want to get more business, we need to figure out how we stand out in the mind of the potential client. A brand position is the position ultimately that we hold in the mind of the client. When they think of, you know, for example, my, my photography business is called Holritz Photography. When they think of Holritz Photography, I want them to be thinking of a particular idea. Oh, Holritz Photography is, he's that guy that, that photographed all black and white weddings, or he's that guy that photographed black and white weddings for skateboarders. There's mm -hmm. a very specific idea that comes to mind when they think of your brand. And that's the goal. We want to hold a particular position in the market, certainly in the mind of the clients or potential clients. Kind of explain the other way. UVP is a phrase, unique value proposition is a phrase that's used more commonly than brand positioning. And it is a comparable idea. We want to communicate via our brand position statement how we are offering value to that potential client. A lot of photographers, if you go to their websites, they spend a lot of time talking about themselves and how they like to watch Netflix and drink coffee. And yep. you see them sitting at, at a table laughing, you know, throwing their head back, laughing with a cup of coffee in their hand. This stuff is, it's cute, but the reality is it doesn't tell that potential client how we add value to their lives and why they should hire us as a result. Mm -hmm. So a distinct or a good uh, brand position statement will communicate how we add value and do so in a unique way or a distinct way in comparison to the photographers around us. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and you mentioned that about, you know, um, talking about ourselves often on our websites and so many about me pages, I see it's just, these are the TV shows that I'm watching. And, you know, I have these two dogs and we like to go on walks and it's all these things that are, are, are nice. Like you can yeah. definitely, uh, connect with, uh, with people sure. over that. I've sure. for sure connected with people when they talk about certain TV shows. I'm like, Oh yeah, I love that. I've watched all nine seasons. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, but it also is not like I'm going to pay you thousands of dollars now because we have similar interest in a TV show that is, you know, uh, widely popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something, um, that I learned, uh, uh, years ago, I went to a, a workshop, uh, Devin Robinson, I think you've had him mm -hmm. on the podcast before. Absolutely. Um, and, and Devin like went through my, uh, <laughs> my about page and was like, okay, this doesn't tell me anything about how you're going to serve me as a client. Mm -hmm. So like keep mm -hmm. the personality, but then turn it to where it's about serving the client now. And, uh, and I've actually, I've had a couple they're usually parents of, of, uh, you know, bride or groom who will check out my website and they're like, I really loved your about me page, uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's been some good, good feedback for me of like, okay, cool. I'm actually, cause, uh, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, our, uh, you know, there's a picture of my wife and I, in our, in our wedding attire on our wedding day, jumping on a trampoline. And, uh, I was like, yeah, that is, that is me and my wife jumping on a trampoline on our wedding day. And then I kind of go into our wedding photography experience. And then the things that were amazing in that, that I want to provide for them, uh, my, you know, whoever is reading this. And then also the, um, the things that were not that great in the whole planning process that I want to eliminate for the people who are reading. and. Mm -hmm. um, 
And yeah, I, I think that's really important to not just talk about ourselves and like the things that we like. Because uh, I used to have like a list of like, these are all the things that I'm, I am I like and these are the things that I don't like. And um, well, and, a lot of photographers are doing that, right? So it was easy just oh, yeah. to kind of copy and paste what everybody else was doing or not even necessarily everybody else. Kind of the, the industry celebrities, if you will, were doing it. Um, yes. And so other photographers are like, oh, so-and-so is doing this. And so that, I guess I should do that too. Or I, I like this photographer. I like what they're doing. I'm just going to copy what they're doing. And in some, some cases that can be valuable, but the reality is we need to not just be sheep, right? We can't just simply copy paste. We need to, to learn to think critically for ourselves as business owners, look objectively, again, taking mm -hmm. that step back, trying to figure out what it is that our brand uh, what, what we're about, number one, secondly, what we're brand is about, of course, we're going to talk more about that, but then ultimately as a result, then figure out how we can most effectively deliver on that. But at the end of the day, our potential clients have, in most cases, relatively short attention spans. They need to know how we're going to make their lives better as photographers. And yeah. that doesn't include all the endless information about our personal lives. There may be opportunity to connect over that at some point, certainly, but make it easy for them to know why they should use you. And, and then you can, you can do the rest of that other stuff later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, you know, separate yourself in, you know, cause you, you mentioned how like, uh, everything is so saturated and, you know, people talk about, well, my market is very saturated, so it's hard to get more leads. And that is true. There are thousands of photographers, tens of thousands and, you know, certain, uh, metroplexes. And, uh, it is difficult to set yourself apart, but a very like concise branding position, uh, something that, um, is, uh, is easily conveyed on your website is something that will set you apart. Um, and, um, yeah. So what are, what are some aspects of, uh, creating a strong branding position that, uh, might help some of the listeners who are just like, I don't even know where to begin uh, to start putting a position together uh, to set myself apart. So I would go back, let, let's look at two main ideas here. And of course we could spend much longer, but with the time that we have two mm -hmm. big ideas, number one, I'm going to go back to what I said a few minutes ago, which is to remind every photographer to clearly establish a big picture view. Now I, I know kind of the tendency in these cases, is, okay, how do I give me some quick tips and tricks uh, right. How do I quickly establish a brand position statement? We're going to talk about that in a second, but it's important before establishing a good, strong brand position that will not only serve your clients, but ultimately serve you as well, that you're clear about what you're even trying to do as a business owner. In order to do that, you need to take a step back and look at what your own personal goals are for your life. So being, and I know this is a really massive conversation, but very, very simply for now, be clear about what you're trying to achieve personally let that translate to what you're trying to do as a business owner. And then let that those decisions about what you're trying to do as a, as a photography business owner translate to the business model that you're creating. Because when you do create this brand position statement, literally everything that you do on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis is going to be built around that particular brand position statement. Because it's, it's one thing that to put a phrase up on our website that says that I do this thing. It's another thing to actually follow through on that. Once you clearly establish that brand position statement, everything in your business, that experience that your client has with you should reflect that position statement. So if you're going to build a business around this idea, you better make sure that you are comfortable with the direction this is going, that it actually reflects 
what you are about, what your business is about, what you're ultimately trying to achieve before you just, you know, randomly type a statement out there on your site and say, okay, that's my brand position. Uh, yeah. So be clear about your big picture view, number one, about what it is you're trying to achieve personally and professionally, overarching view, 30,000 foot view, and then let that translate to the decisions you're about to make about a brand position. Now, the second thing to do is to just do some Googling. <laughs> and it's really, really easy, actually. <laughs> All you have to do is search your marketplace. So if I was, uh, well, I am in the Chattanooga area. So if I was going to start a wedding photography business up again, I would search Chattanooga wedding photographer. If you're a portrait photographer, you know, Chattanooga portrait photographer. And of course, the list goes on. Whatever marketplace, whatever genre, and photographer, search that. And look at the first three, four pages of results. Click on, and by the way, this is kind of a funny caveat, but don't click on the ads. Don't, don't spend other photographers' money to look at their website. Look at the <laughs> organic results. So you know, this could be on, on Google Maps. Uh, the Maps results that we get now is a regular part of the search or mm -hmm. the actual organic listings. And go to those photographers' websites that come up, the first three or four pages of results when you do that search. Look at that, what that photographer's brand position is, if they have one. Um, many photographers do not, or if they do, it's not very clear. But look and see what it is that they're saying about their brand. The genre, maybe the variation on that genre that they're offering as a service, and what they may be saying, if anything, that sets them apart from other photographers. Make sure you're clear about this and, and you know, create a, a document of some kind, written or typed out, and make a list of what these photographers are saying so that you are aware of your competition. I understand community over competition and we're all friends with other photographers. That's fine. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. the potential client doesn't see it that way. They're simply trying to find somebody that, that matches best their needs, their desires. So be aware of what other photographers are saying before you then go make a decision about what you are going to do. Because again, a lot of photographers have a tendency of copying and pasting what other photographers do. If this wedding photographer that I'm a huge fan of does this thing, well, I'm just going to do what they do. Yep. And whether that's conscious or subconscious, it's just a tendency in our industry. All you have to do is just look around. Everybody's using the same Lightroom presets and same shooting style and same website templates or comparable mm -hmm. templates. We just copy paste. So, um, and I understand, I, I totally get it. I've been guilty of that too, but just make a little effort. Be aware of what's going on in your local market and do something different. Do something different in the way that the brand is presented. Do something different in the service that's being offered. So those would be the first kind of two big steps in the direction of creating a more distinct brand position. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so much to unpack in, in just those two steps. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that is so great. And, and a lot of times we do tend to, um, oh no, I, at least me personally, I, I want to not look at other people's websites because I don't want to, uh, you know, imitate them or just copy their template because I for sure did that at the beginning where I was like, Oh, what is there about me page? Let me just copy all of this. And then I will change a couple of the things, but it still has the same kind of sentiment. And, um, and yeah, I think it is, um, it's, it's important. I, I would actually jump in if I can real quick. Sure. Yeah. Just say, there's even having an about me page. Why not just take it out? Why do we have to have an about me page? This yeah. is the kind of critical thinking that, that I'm suggesting just because everybody else is doing a particular thing doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. Now, the reality is, of course, there are certain behavioral tendencies or patterns, information that, that potential clients are looking for, et cetera. And being mm. aware of those is also important and, and playing to those. But I, you know, there, we can put enough information about ourselves, for example, on the homepage. If we've got a scrolling homepage, we communicate that brand position, share a few examples of our work, 
we could literally have a paragraph that communicates enough about what they need to know, maybe two short paragraphs, what they need to know about us. Why is there even a need for an about me page at this point? Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it really focused. That experience that they're going to have with us, super, super focused and, and really build it around communicating how we're going to add value to their life. What makes us a good choice for them as mm -hmm. a photographer and then make it easy for them to book us. Simple as that. that those, are, those should be really the, the primary goals uh, in their interaction with us on a website like that. Yeah. And I like that. I like that critical thinking of, is this important? Why is this, why, why am I trying to do this with my website? Like, uh, you know, and about me or uh, a portfolio page, because you can have your portfolio through um, your homepage where they're seeing it in different places. And, you know, you can have your experience page throughout where you're talking about your experience and you can, you can repeat yourself in different other pages um, because the odds are they're not reading through every single word on your homepage and then going to the next page and reading through every single word there. Uh, so you may hit them at different places, but I, I like that, uh, that thinking of why exactly am I doing this and do I need to actually do it? Uh, I think that's, that's a good, a good way to, uh, just kind of cut off some of the some of the fluff and some of the extra extra things that you may not need to spend the time on. Because um, I I used to have like probably twenty different pages on my website of just different things, and I was like, these are my travel dates, and these are these things, and this is, and now it's just kind of all together. I've whittled it down to just a, a few pages that I think are mm -hmm. their most relevant and I can, I can share about where I'm traveling, but I don't, I don't have anyone following me, you know, like the, the celebrity photographers or they're just like, where are they going to be next? I want to, I want to do a photo shoot <laughs> in Dubai. Like this will be amazing. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's really, um, really a great thing to do is look at, um, what is important for you and uh, just that intentionality behind creating that brand position. Um, it, it's and intentional is a key word for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that is really one of the big lessons to be learned in this conversation as a whole is being intentional rather than just being a photographer and putting a website out there. Be super, super intentional about what it is that you're offering and who you're offering it to. And that'll immediately make a difference, not only in your marketing efforts, but even in the way that you're spending your time on a day-to-day -day basis, which is it's one of the main major side benefits of having a clear and distinct brand position. It literally will drive, I think if you approach it correctly, it'll literally drive what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. It really focuses your, your efforts as a yeah. business owner and helps you manage your business more efficiently because now you've got a very singular focus. Mm -hmm. It makes a big difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, that having that singular focus, um, it, it's almost like fuel of, um, like you don't have to think about, okay, what exactly do I want to portray in the images that I'm adding to my portfolio and, you know, just throwing a hundred images out there on a little scrolling carousel, uh, for people to look through, but now you're filtering through, does this match my branding position? Mm -hmm. uh, because there have been times that, uh, that I was like, Oh, this is an amazing photo. I'm going to put this up like the hero image on the website. But then I'm like, Oh wait, does this? Cause my, 
my branding position is, you know, uh, more of those like real raw um, emotions and moments. And I was like, you know, this is a post photo at sunset and yeah, it looks stunning. And they're standing on the beach and like the waves and the sun and all that. Uh, but this doesn't match the branding position of these real raw mom- moments mm. um, because I set them up and I put this light over here and like, it's still a great photo still in my portfolio, but not, uh, not like the showcasing one. Uh, you know, there, are there a couple things, you know, for, for any, any listeners who are, are just like, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, like my branding position right now is just, I am a Houston wedding photographer um, who will capture your day or something like that, that, you know, is pretty much across the board. Every wedding photographer is going to capture uh, the day. Um, You know, if they're, (laughs) if they're a good photographer, uh, they should do that. Um, uh, But even if they're not, they're probably going to capture some aspects of the day. Um, You know, do you have any tips for, for anyone kind of struggling to find really what their brand position is? Well, it's funny that you bring that up. Stating the obvious would be one thing that I would at least try to, at least in some ways, try to avoid. Mm. Again, if you're a wedding photographer, if you're so-and-so wedding photographer or your portrait photographer, how much time do you need to spend communicating with cute, you know, colorful worlds like capturing and moments and romantic and, and these very cliched terms that everybody else is using I, I, the one that, that kind of blows my mind is of late that I've seen uh, countless times, probably at this point is wedding photographers putting on their site, photographing or capturing couples in love. Uh-huh. Like, like again, why are we, why do we need to state the obvious? If you're a wedding photographer, I would, I mean, at least hope anyway, that most of these couples are in love. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so why are we, why are we saying that? Um, we're stating the obvious number one. And two, it certainly doesn't differentiate us from the other photographers who are also saying largely the same thing. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't state the obvious in that sense. Now, where I'm going to flip that is that you should state the obvious specifically. So rather than, and I guess maybe the, the better way to say this is don't state the obvious with cute words. Just state the obvious. Be really, really straightforward. If somebody comes to my site and it says Chattanooga, Chattanooga's black and white wedding photographer kind of playing the idea that, that I explained earlier. Mm-hmm. There's, there's really nothing else that needs to be said. I have given them the genre wedding photography. I've given them the variation on that genre, which makes me unique. I'm a black and white wedding photographer. And three, I have called out the marketplace that I'm serving Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Straightforward. That's it. Yeah. Um, so don't try to, I mean, don't even, yeah, I would just say don't waste anybody's time with with the cute, contrived, cliche words that everybody else is using, um, and especially attempting to describe the obvious. Just simply yes. communicate what it is that you do and why it's unique. Uh, and and so that would be really at the center of the the idea behind creating a strong brand position, aside from making sure that it is actually different than what your competition is offering and what they are saying. Make sure it's simple, that it can be consumed in just a few words because these long paragraphs of information about what your business is about or what it does and what its mission is and all these other things, it's highly irrelevant to communicating to that potential client what it is that they need to know, which is what do you do? Why are you different from everybody else? And ultimately, why does it matter to them? Yeah. And if you can do that effectively, um, then, then you're golden. I mean, that, it sets you up. And to be clear, brand position 
statements aren't the end all be all when it comes to marketing. What I think is, is that it's a big missing piece of the puzzle, the marketing puzzle, because everybody is doing and saying the same thing. So mm-hmm. we need to start with a clear, concise statement that communicates how you're different from the other photographers so that that client can ultimately either resonate with it or not. They can make a choice um, to, to follow up, to learn more, or to go ahead and book you or not. That's number one. Number two, make sure that that position statement is above the fold on your website, i.e. you don't have to scroll down to find it, whether you're on a desktop or on mobile. Of course, make sure you check both. Yes. Uh, make sure that that statement is in, is in large, bold font and it sits above the fold so that the moment they land on that homepage, they immediately see that. Sure, they may see an image to go along with that or an image in the background or something, but make sure that that statement immediately tells them what it is that you do and why you're different than anybody else. And of course, ultimately why they should book you. Make sure then that you follow that up by putting that same statement on all your social media profiles so that there's consistent consistency across the board. And then third, make sure that you're actually following through on that brand position statement. Because like I said earlier, it's one thing to actually write that statement out. It's another thing to actually follow through on it. So if I say I'm Chattanooga's black and white wedding photographer, and I have, you know, 50% of my images are color, that's confusing. Yeah. So follow through on that. And, and I understand, by the way, by creating this very distinct brand position that I, it's a very niche segment of the market that I'm going to be serving. Um, there's a chance that I may even have to expand to larger market than just Chattanooga in order to get enough clients for this particular niche. But nonetheless, I need to make sure that the experience that I'm delivering actually matches that position statement. So, you know, 90% of the images that I show on my website, on social media, they are going to be in black and white because they need to see what it is that I say that, that I'm doing. Oh, yeah. um, that may seem obvious, but it, it's, it, unfortunately, it's not. All you have to do is do a Google search again. And you know, somebody can say, I'm a documentary um, photographer, wedding photographer, a portrait photographer, for example. And you know, 30, 40, 50% of their images are posed images. That's confusing. You need to make sure that you actually back up that, that position statement with the service and the images that you're delivering. Yeah. And, and for those couples, uh, like the people that are seeking out the, the documentary style, the, the candid moments, and then they, they're going through all, like, uh, they're going through all of those photographers' websites that you went through looking at your market and your competition, and they're seeing the same things that you're going to see. And, you know, if they go to, 50 different websites and 10 of them say that they're documentary style or candid or photojournalists. And then they have those post photos and they're not quite photojournalists. Like this is your ideal client. And then they come to your website and you've got the photojournalistic look and the feel and like they're feeling the emotions coming out of the pages. And they're like this one, like everyone else, they also said this, but they didn't follow through with a consistent brand position going back to consistency. Um, but like there, uh, you know, if you can be consistent throughout your website, the images on your website, the copy on your website, your social media presence, um, even the way that you talk in your, you know, Instagram stories and all that, if you can keep it in the same brand positioning, um, then that will, that'll shine through, um, because a lot of times they are looking at multiple, multiple websites, you know, very rarely does a couple go to one photographer's website and they're like, okay, 
great, this is it. We'll hire them. Uh, you know, they're doing their, their market research as well. Um, and if they can find someone that does not confuse them, uh, that alone will stand out, uh, even subconsciously in their minds, I would think, um, just, you know, like, like you were saying that confusion between, uh, the images that you're sharing and your branding position, um, that can, that can turn off your ideal client. Even if you do provide what they're looking for, if they're confused on, oh, but you said you were the, the black and white photographer in Chattanooga. And I went to your portfolio and there's a bunch of color images, but I wanted black and white. And you said you were black and white. I'm confused. I'm just going to go on to the next one and see if I can find what I need. Yeah. Well, I think part of you know the, the confusion that happens and that maybe that internal conversation that a client has isn't necessarily a conscious thing, right? Because mm -hmm. they could go to a number of, of websites that say documentary photographer. And now subconsciously, they're just like, oh, this is what wedding photographers say. <laughs> and sadly, right. that would probably, that would be the experience that a lot of potential clients would have going to wedding photographers sites is that a wedding photographer says a lot of the same things that the other wedding photographer says. Mm -hmm. So we have to keep that in mind. First of all, I, I would I would be hesitant to encourage a photographer to use the same statements or same phrases, same words to, com to, to communicate. For example, if they are a documentary wedding photographer, if, if there are three other photographers in town saying that same thing, I, I wouldn't go that direction. I'd try to figure out a different yeah. way to communicate it. We also have to keep in mind SEO at the same time, what terms are being searched most readily. But when they land on that site, if I'm going to communicate that I'm a documentary photographer, uh, then I need to make sure that I do so in a way that sounds that sounds and looks different than the other photographers who are saying the same thing. And then to your point, also follow that up with presenting that brand in a more distinct way where I'm actually following through on the position statement. They are actually seeing documentary photography. Mm -hmm. Maybe 5% of the images are posed just so that, you know, their mom and dad knows that they can get a posed picture of their family. I, that, that, I get that. Right. But that aside what they need to see is actually something different. That's, that's the whole idea here. Brand position that the significance of brand position is communicating effectively why we are different. And as a result, why they should book us. And yeah. if we aren't actually doing something different or saying it in a different way, how do we effectively communicate that we are so different? And it's a bit ironic too, because our culture right now, and for some time has been obsessed with this idea of the uniqueness of us, right? And, and there's, there's, it's an important conversation to be had to a point, but I think the flip side of that is we've got massive egos, especially as photographers, uh -huh. not actually that important. Okay. Let's, let's kind of keep <laughs> things in, in check and in balance. Um, but what we do need to realize is that the client feels important and we need to focus on communicating to them how we can take care of them most effectively, yes. how we do so uniquely. And if we can communicate that in a few concise words, through a brand position statement above the fold on our website immediate, immediately when they land there on our social media profile. And then we, we follow through, we deliver on that and the images that we're showing and the service that they ultimately experience, then they're not only going to have a, a, a great experience, but ultimately, and we'll make sure of that, but ultimately then they're going to talk about us as well. And so now, now that word of mouth begins to snowball and, you know, Nathan Holritz becomes that, have you seen that black and white wedding photographer from Chattanooga? Mm -hmm. And maybe even builds beyond that. Have you seen that black and white wedding photographer from Tennessee? But this all happens because you actually decided on a brand position statement that was unique, number one, and two, you delivered on it consistently. 
And, and so that's, and that is going to give you a certain level of momentum in your efforts at building a business. Certainly it's going to give you a, a level of focus in building your business, the things that you're saying about your business, the Facebook ads that you're running and the way that you're spending your time. It's just, there, there are multiple benefits here. And, and I would just encourage all of your listeners, all your viewers to, to make sure that they've taken the time to do the research we've talked about, you know, the big picture stuff, the market research stuff, and then ultimately figure out a really simple, concise way to communicate that brand position statement. And I know that this is going to make a big difference in their life and their business. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, that is so great. I was, I, I, I was going to have you like kind of summarize uh, the whole conversation and you just did it right there. <laughs> um, so that's, that's amazing. I, I think that um, it, it's, it's a little bit daunting when you, when you think about the whole thing, but kind of like breaking it into those, uh, into those sections, even, you know, you don't have to do this all in one day, but, you know, spend, spend a little bit of time Googling your, uh, your local market and go through and, and like, you know, look at what everyone else is doing. And, uh, like you mentioned earlier, look at those kind of buzzwords that, that a lot of other photographers are using the authentic, the capturing love, the, uh, you know, you know, uh, happy, fun couples and, and that kind of stuff that is, is just kind of like, yeah, of course, like I want, I want to be happy on my wedding day. <laughs> um, like we're, we're wanting that. Uh, I yeah. assume that, that we're going to get some happy photos. So we don't yeah. have to say, uh, don't have to have that in your brand position, but yeah, I, I love that. I think that is, that is great. Are there any last, um, or maybe like some, a couple steps that the, uh, the listeners and, and viewers can, can do just today, or even like put it on their to-do list for tomorrow, uh, to start this process. Yeah. If we're going to, I mean, I, I've shared really the big ideas, I, I think mm -hmm. already pretty, con, pretty thoroughly, but I, yeah. if we're going to, if we're going to simplify it even more, the, the, the first kind of next step, really practical, actionable, take an hour because it's it really doesn't need to take any more than that. Take an hour today, tomorrow and Google your local market, Chattanooga wedding photographer, Chattanooga portrait photographer, and of mm -hmm. course fill in whatever your marketplace is there and the appropriate genre. And look at the results. The first three, four page of organic results. Be aware of what other photographers are saying and start looking for an opportunity to be different than they are. That's a great place, first place to start. I think that's great. Uh, and you know, we'll, we'll also be sharing this in, in the Facebook group uh, whenever this goes live, whenever you're listening to this on your podcast app. Um, so we'll be sharing about this in the Facebook group and um, just kind of like, I love accountability and community and walking through uh, with everyone. Um, so, you know, if you want to want to post on that thread and just be like, Hey, I'm starting today. Like I'm looking at my, uh, looking at my market, I'm going to be moving forward in these steps. That would be awesome. Like I will be there cheering you on for sure. Um, but awesome. Cool. Nathan, thank you. This has been, this has been so, so good. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be listening back to this, uh, taking notes and, uh, and, and working a little bit more on, on my print branding position. Um, before we end our conversation, there's a little bit of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week. And this could okay. be, you know, movies, shows, books, uh, podcasts could be a new, you know, food restaurant, something. Um, is there, is there something that you're loving this week? You know, I just recently, uh, bought the 
the whole pack, I guess, if you will. I mean, it's digital now, of course, on Amazon of the Mission Impossible movies. So what oh, is yeah. it like there are six movies or something like that that have come out so far? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I just bought that and that's what I play now at the gym. So when I'm doing my cardio or some of the other ex exercises, I put that on the background for a few different reasons. One, um, I, you know, I, there are a million different options out there for content, whether I'm, I want to listen to a podcast or an audiobook or go to YouTube or mm -hmm. you know, the gazillion movies on the, all the different ch um, channels that offer them. But there's something nice to a little bit of consistency in the background and something you're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, so that's part of it for me. The other part of it is those movies are pretty upbeat. They kind of get yes. you going, gets you excited. Um, oh, yeah. So in the background of a workout, that's nice to have as well. And walking out, feeling like you're going to own the world. Kind of kind of cool. And um, so I, I, those are the benefits there for me. And, and again, a lot of it comes back, though, to, to kind of simplify my life a little bit, not consuming so much all the time. I, I just like to, to I want to continue to work to simplify my life. And, and uh, so buying those is helping me do that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I like, I mean, those, like you said, those are very action packed movies. Um, and I could see that being like almost even better than, you know, like the upbeat uh, workout music that a lot of people will listen to in the gym. Uh, but instead it's just like, okay, yeah, I'm running away from these guys too. And like, I've got the explosions going <laughs> behind me. Like you're on the elliptical, exactly. just going crazy, uh, running along, yeah. uh, Ethan hunt. Is that his name? Ethan? Wait, what is his name? You got it. Ethan yep. hunt. Ethan okay. Hunt. I always get him confused mm -hmm. with Ethan Hawke, who is a real life uh, person. Uh, but, yes. uh, but yeah. Okay, cool. I love that. I, I have not seen the most recent, probably few uh mission impossible movies mm. i remember seeing um mission impossible and i think the second one in theaters back in the day uh whenever that was mm -hmm. a brand new little franchise of of movies yeah um but yeah i mean he is i'm very very impressed with uh i don't know if it's uh if it's that oh, i'm losing his name uh tom cruise um, I don't know Tom if Cruise, it's, yeah. if, if it's that he has stayed in, in great shape, uh, as I think he's like, you know, 50, 55, some, somewhere around there and is in much better shape than I am. Um, and I don't know if it's like, he's stayed in that great shape. So they keep making these roles for him or, uh, or like the cycle of, he does this movie and then he stays in great shape and then there's another movie for him. Um, but yeah, I'm very impressed with his like ability. Cause I know he does a lot of his own stunts too. Yep. Um, so. Yeah. There was, there was actually a scene in one of the most recent uh, mission impossible movies where he, he was jumping from one building to the next and mm. the jump was short. And so he hit the side of the building and I think broke his arm in the process. Wow. They kept, they kept filming and he gets up and kind of wobbles off. It's uh -huh. impressive. I, I know he's gotten <laughs> a lot of bad rap for being a little out there over the years. And, and I get why people would say that, but mm -hmm. that aside, I think, I think what's interesting to me and to your point, I mean, it's the fact that he has enough discipline and has consistently had enough discipline to, I mean, he looks like he's, you know, 40, not, I think he's almost 60 now or something. It, it's, it's crazy, yeah. but oh yeah, he's, he has stayed in such great shape. He's so extremely driven mm. and there's something to be said for, I mean, he's just an actor in the end, but there's still something to be said, I think, as far as 
his approach to his job to you know, the, the discipline, the consistency that it represents. It's super impressive. Um, it, I'm trying to think if it was the same movie. It's it's either the last one or the one before the last one um, where he actually is strapped to the outside of a, of a plane as it takes off this massive transport plane, as it takes off one of the most incredible yeah. scenes I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. He, he's actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, which is which is super exhilarating to watch. Um, oh, yeah. he's he also rides <laughs> motorcycles um, and is a pilot in real life. So yeah, pretty wow. impressive guy. Yeah, it just gets me kind of amped up watching the movie. So so it's kind of fun, and it, there's a little bit of nostalgia and throwback there, which is kind of comfortable too. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't even know when the first Mission Impossible came out, but I, I would say probably at least 15 years ago. At least, yeah, I think probably more like 20 or 25 years ago. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, that's impressive, uh, to go, go that long, uh, and continue to, to actually make action packed movies. Um, cause there's, there are a few of those, uh, franchises that just like keep going on and the actors get older and then they're not really moving around too much. And they're, <laughs> they're more of <laughs> like the, the point least, person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I need, I need to watch, uh, the last few. I think the last one I saw was the fourth one um but yeah i mean those are those are good i i'm i'm a sucker for like that good action-packed movie it has to have some sort of a plot though because i've and there are some movies out there that i'm just like this is just it's busyness and it's like a bunch Mm -hmm. of car chases and you know guns firing Mm -hmm. um but i I think that those also have uh pretty decent um storylines going along too um so yeah, off to off to look those up. But awesome. Okay, cool. So Mission Impossible. Um, so for me, um, what I'm loving this week, I found uh recently found a guy on uh TikTok um who is a uh psychotherapist. And he does just like these brief little like one minute um, you know, his his lighting is like really nice and moody and like, uh, and he's got a whole YouTube channel and a bunch of other stuff, but he talks about, um, just like different, um, I don't know, different scenarios and really about, uh, people's feelings and, um, you know, you know, your dad said this to you and, you know, have you thought, like stop to think like why would he say that and like going into a lot of the uh like more empathetic Mm. putting yourself in other people's shoes Mm -hmm. um which i can easily you know just like run past uh in in the busy busyness of life and not stop and think oh why would they do this or why would they say that and he's got a lot of really great little short videos i think he's on instagram as well um, but his name is um, Matthias J. Barker, and he's got like a couple okay. million followers on TikTok. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm see. writing it down. Yeah. And it's the same same handle on Instagram as well, uh, Matthias J. Barker. But he's um, got, really got like this calmness of how he's explaining um, just like these, uh, like this, the the psychology behind you know, uh, just human interaction. And I think that's, that's super important. And it's something that I've been able to, uh, really build, uh, with my relationships, um, Mm. you know, with, with friends, with my wife, with my kids, even, Mm. uh, just the way that I interact with them and, um, kind of having that psychology, 
in the back of my mind of, yeah. Oh, if I, if I'm doing this, this is probably how they're going to, uh, you know, react or they're reacting this way. Let me see if I can talk to them about this instead of just getting upset that they said this thing. Um, yeah. so I've, I've really been enjoying that. Um, and also like taking that into business as well. Um, with getting either negative feedback or, you know, just, you know, people, you know, not responding to emails and then like a week later, like, Oh, sorry. And instead of getting upset and like, well, I'm a very important person. You should get back <laughs> to my emails. And I, you know, I'm lucky that I didn't book your wedding date. And instead of that, just like, uh, coming at it more, um, more empathetically. And I think that it's, uh, it's a good thing for us to do just, in general, uh, mm -hmm. to think about other people and, and why they're doing things and, mm -hmm. and also try and put ourselves in their shoes. Um, so yeah, Matthias J. Barker, I I've really enjoyed his, uh, his TikToks and, and Instagram lately. Cool. I'll uh, check it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Um, Nathan, thank you so much. This has been great. Where can people follow you? Where can they uh, find your podcast? Uh, all, all the things, all the different things. <laughs> I would, I just recommend the podcast. That's the easiest place, kind of the most central location. Cause we'll talk about some of the other things from there, but it's B O K E H podcast.com. Boca podcast.com. Same thing on in Instagram, Boca podcast. Uh, we, we live stream all of our podcasts. I actually have one coming up here in less than an hour and uh, we'll do another one tomorrow, usually a couple of week. And then of course we push that out on all the, the popular podcast players as well as audio. So um, you can take advantage of both the, the live streams and ask questions of the guests and, uh, and then listen to audio at your convenience. But again, that's bocapodcast.com. By the way, I just did a live stream on, I think it was Friday, a brand position consultation. So for anybody yeah. who's really curious to kind of even dig further into this topic that we discussed today, if you go to facebook.com slash podcast and look back at Friday's post, the live stream, you can watch the replay there. And I, I literally go through somebody's brand, kind of handhold them through the process of looking at their brand, looking at their competition, and then considering how to refine their brand position statement in their market. And that's a really great example of what we talked about today. So make sure to check that out as well. It's facebook.com slash Boca podcast. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. And uh, we'll have links to all that in the show notes and also uh, sharing in our, our podcast group. Um, but, uh, just kind of to go on with your, um, branding position consultations, I think that, uh, like, uh, critical feedback of other people is easier to, to digest for a lot of us. Um, cause I've, I've gotten so much out of listening to those, mm. um, where you're going through someone else's and I can see the similarities with what they're doing and what sure. I'm doing. I'm like, Oh yeah, I could change that about my branding position. Um, and the same with like portfolio reviews. A lot of times I'm like, I'm a little afraid for you to like, uh, <laughs> criticize what I'm doing, but sure. I can, I I'm fine with you criticizing other people's photos and then yep. you can still learn from it. Uh, so yep. I highly recommend, uh, watching those, listening to those uh, podcast episodes as well. Cool. Thanks, John. Y'all, it was so great talking with Nathan today. I have learned so much about branding position uh, from him and his podcast over the years. Uh, and even today, I took uh, took even more notes uh, to help improve things. Um, and I hope you did too. We are 
all about community here. Um, so I'd love if you shared your branding position uh, with us on our Facebook group um, or DMs on Instagram. Uh, and if you're walking through this process, uh, finding your brand position uh, with the steps that Nathan talked about today, um, let's walk together and create some amazing positions for our brand. Uh, so just uh, share on Facebook. I'm going to have a post you can uh, share on there that you're walking through this together and we can uh, we can be a community. It'll be fun. We have the links to all the things in today's episode at the show notes, which is at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 72. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions and interact with us and make it more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. To join us live next time, you can join our Facebook community by searching for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at Light Dark Co. Nathan is at Nathan Holritz. H-O-L-R-I-T-Z. And he has links to all of his other businesses uh, right there in his bio. Uh, And then you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. I would love to hear from you. Um, Give you a little shout out on next week's episode. Um, Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye-bye.